Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. We've got one of Congleton's own on the podcast this week as we speak to Ethan Hartshorn after he played his 100th game for the club. That came in the 2-1 win against Shifnal Town and we'll have reaction to that game and the 4-1 victory over Norwich Victoria in the Midland League Cup. We will also have the latest fan away day and we'll hear from the Congleton supporter who has had Congleton Town trainers designed. But we'll start with the thoughts of Ethan Hartshorn. So Ethan, welcome to the podcast and huge congratulations on playing 100 games for the Bears. Cheers mate, thank you very much. And I'm sure it was nice as well to celebrate it with a win as well. Yeah, it was good. It was a good result on uh, on Saturday against Sheffield. Obviously, they're a, they're a decent team. So, it was, uh, yeah, nice to get three points. We'll chat a little bit about your time at Congleton a little bit later on. But the best place to start is probably at the very beginning of your footballing career. And, and it started here in the town of Congleton. So what are kind of your earliest memories of playing football? Probably at Bat Lane, playing for Vale Juniors on the... Under sixes, sevens, played there with just my mates and stuff. And then uh, went to Crew when I was about seven or eight and uh, in the academy there for a good 10 years up until at the end of my scholarship. So, yeah, that was uh, most of my childhood, really, playing for Crew. At the time when you were playing for Vale Juniors in those kind of early years, did you have dreams of becoming kind of a footballer or was it just something to do with your, kind of your friends? No, it was just just enjoyed playing football, so just enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I don't remember that much about. It. I was pretty young, but yeah, it was it was just uh, just enjoyed playing with my mates and stuff. And then eventually, a lad who was there with me at Vale Juniors, he was playing for Crew, and his dad was sort of a scout there. So I ended up just going along to training there. So uh, ended up ended up at Crew. When you were kind of growing up in your younger years and then through your teenage years, was it just football, football, football for you? <laughs> yeah, mostly. That's literally all, all it was all, ever about from, from nine to 16, basically. It was just football every day. That was all I really cared about. You just get enjoyment from it. It's just that release. There's no stress when, when you play football. You just enjoy it. And that's that's one of the main things. And you spent around about a decade at crew what was that experience like well from what i remember it's just you, you were trained twice a week two or three times a week at night so it was mostly tuesday thursdays fridays and then you'd have a game at the weekend so it was quite a lot of travel really no it's not as results based when you're sort of in an academy and it's not as competitive in terms of the games you're sort of just you're there to develop and it's a lot of just passing the ball around and trying to get better on the ball there's not a lot of it's not all about winning that sort of thing. What was the biggest thing you kind of learned during your time at Crew? <laughs> just sort of how to play football, just the basics and just passing the ball and just all, all the stuff you learn when you're a kid, really. It's just sort of amplified when you're at Crew because there's such an emphasis on it of, of passing the ball around and playing out from the back. And that was that was all it was about, really. Having said earlier that when you were kind of younger, it was just a case of playing as something to do with your friends. At what point did it become more serious for you? At what stage did, did you think kind of football could be my career now? Well, that sort of only really came around when I was about 15, 16, when it got to sort of scholarship years when you were thinking, oh, you could be full-time. Obviously, there's a, there's a scholarship programme where you go college and you train full-time. So that was when it sort of started looking pretty 
as in you wanted to go into full-time football. Do you kind of get to see the first team train and is that kind of a big motivation to see what these pros kind of do? Yeah, you sort of get to you sort of get to train with the first team sort of thing when you're when you're a scholar. So you're in in the building with the first team all the time, you're in the gym with them and uh you go out to train if you if you're lucky enough you'd train with them every now and then. But yeah, that's that sort of way you get to get to see the first team when you're sixteen to eighteen sort of thing. And then you're training with pros who have been professionals for about fifteen years. It is you can tell it you can tell a big difference and you think that wow, I am absolutely miles off it. Just just try and play it safe. Just keep the ball and keep the ball moving. That's about it. You see your levels that you need to get to if you wanna if you wanna play at that level of football. So it is good. You learn a lot from it. And then when you're at crew, you were the youth captain, weren't you as well? Yeah. So I was I was a uh, under eighteen captain. Yeah. So that was a uh, that was a good experience. And then played a few under twenty three games, but. Yeah, youth team captain for a bit. What was the kind of biggest thing you kind of learned during during that that time? <laughs> to be fair, I learned how to play in a few different positions really, because I was sort of all over the place. I played a little bit at centre half, uh, full back in the midfield. So like when I went on loan, went on loan to Hanley when I was a second year scholar, and I played centre half. So <laughs> it, never really played there before. So yeah, you you learn a few different things when you play in different positions like that. And when you mentioned there about your loan spell at Hanley Town, your first game was at centre-back. It was against Charnett Richard and Carl Grimshaw was the, the striker at the time and he scored, I don't think it's an, an exaggeration when I say hundreds of goals at yeah. non-league level. So so was that a bit of a baptism of fire, going straight into your first kind of senior non-league game against somebody like that, playing centre-half, which I guess by your kind of own admissions, probably not your most preferred role? <laughs> Yeah, I, I do remember it because I remember when I was uh, I was going in, I knew a couple of lads who were at Hanley and they said that there's a lad called Carl Grimshaw who, who apparently scored about 500 goals in 500 games or something like that. And I was there starting, I was thinking, wow, this is going to be a test. But if I remember right, he didn't score, but I think we did lose. But, but no, it was good. The main difference from youth football to men's football is just it's it's results-based. You can have you can have a bad game, but if you get the three points, then no one's that bothered. As long as you get in, as long as you're winning games, that's all that matters. So it was it was a bit of a shock, really, when you go into a change room after a loss, and it's a completely different environment from youth football compared to men's football. How important do you think it is for young players to kind of go out on loan to get experience? I think it's it's massive, and there's a couple of young lads who I know now who are, who are still in academies and I'd say to them get out on loan see if you can get men's football because it does challenge you and it, it's good for you especially when you're young and you can see and you can um, you know you get to know people as well like if you drop out of that academy system you can then you know you know people in non-league and you can get games and get playing because you don't the one thing you don't want to be doing is after you if you're not in an academy anymore is you don't want to be sitting around and waiting to go into the next one go for trials you just want to get playing football so I'd advise, you know, all, all young lads sort of to get get yourself out on loan and get playing games. How did you develop during that spell that you had with Hanley Town? It was just the physical side of it and just, you know, sort of learning how to play the game. When you're in, a, when you're in an academy, no one really bothered about sort of wasting time or buying free kicks. There's, no, there's nothing like that. But when you're in a game and it's the 90th minute and you're 
clinging on to three points, that's when you sort of got to learn a little bit about the game and hang on to them points. So you were at Hanley Town at the start of 2020. Then I think, as we all know, the outbreak of COVID. And this was obviously a really difficult time for everybody. But for someone who was coming up for a really kind of important moment in your career, with the decisions being made about pro contracts, what was that period like for you in those first few weeks and months when the whole of the world basically stopped? Well, it was just, it was the same for everyone, I think. I just, at home every day, you're going from doing something every day to just sat at home. There was nothing, nothing I could do. We just, I just had a spell of just didn't play football for about 12 months, didn't play 90 minutes of football from when I left crew to when I first joined Congleton. So I don't know how long it was. It was well over a year of not playing a competitive game. I presume you still had to kind of train in terms of maintain your fitness because obviously nobody really knew when football would kind of return. We said like a, a, a programme to do at home, but a load of running. So it wasn't a lot. There was no football involved. It was just keep yourself fit and see what happens sort of thing. And then when you were coming up to that time when a decision would be made on whether you'd be offered a contract, or not was that always on the back of your kind of mind yeah obviously you'd been working towards something for obviously two years when you're a scholar the end goal is obviously a pro contract but so obviously when you're going to lockdown and stuff you didn't know what was happening you were thinking about it yeah about that meeting how did it happen for you just one morning just everyone got given a time slot and you just went in for a zoom call really so you sort of just take it on the chin don't you and, and think right what's next I had to basically wait another three or four months until any football was happening again because it was, I can't remember when it was, but it was well before pre-season started. So, and the season had just been called off. So, we would, it was just a matter of keeping fit and seeing what had happened in the pre-season. Sadly, you hear a lot of players that just drop out of football at kind of that point. Were you determined to kind of stay in football? The, the main thing was just getting back to enjoying football. So, I, I just, wanted to play sort of locally so I end up at Kidsgrove just text the manager there see if I could uh, come down for training in the pre-season and I did so I ended up going there And was that perhaps the first time you had to think about potentially a career outside of football? Yeah, yeah by that point I was working anyway because as soon as I could because I got bored of sitting at home during Covid so I ended up just going to work you know you always you're, you never you never bank on it that you're going to be a professional footballer so no I wasn't I, I knew that I'd be working at some point anyway, so it wasn't that that difficult to think that it was, it, it was going to be something else because just move on and just get in, get get into doing whatever. And you mentioned this time when you were trying to look for a club, trying to find a way just to get out of the house and and just stay with within football. How difficult was that period for you? Because especially with everything around with with COVID, just how difficult was those kind of few next few kind of months? Yeah, it was difficult because you didn't know you didn't know what was going on. So I did like a like an exit trial sort of thing that you, all all scholars do when you get if you get released. Just did it like an exit trial where a few clubs come and watch. But by that point, I was I was already at Kidsgrove training and playing in preseason games. So there was nothing that really serious about the trials. It was just it was just playing more football. Really, you just have to play it by ear and. Like I say, just keep yourself fit and see what see what opportunities around the corner. Really, what kept you motivated during that time? Just just the enjoyment of of football. Really, just getting back to enjoying it. 
You joined Kids Grove, and then a few months later, this would have been about October 2021, you made the move to Congleton. How did that move come about? I was at Kids Grove, but I, was, I wasn't really playing. Like, I'd sort of be on the bench, and then I got, I think I started one game, and then came off after about after about 50 minutes. So, and then I was on the bench again. So I just, I just wanted to start playing, you know, start playing regularly. And like I say, just start enjoying it again. So I, I just messaged uh, Chris at town, asked if I could come to training. And what I want to start, you kind of made, when you're representing your hometown club for the first time, what kind of was that like? And you actually scored on your debut as well in the, I think it was a 6-1 win against AFC Liverpool. Uh, what, what was that yeah. whole experience like? And to make your debut and, and then to score on it? It, yeah, it was good, especially obviously on your debut. And the main reason I came to Congo was to play games. And then obviously Duffy put me in to start. And I'd only trained on the Thursday night. I think there was only about five, five, six people at training on the Thursday. And then I started on the Saturday and scored. And it, yeah, it was good. It was good because obviously a lot of my family were there and stuff. And obviously I used to go watch Congo when I was a kid, sitting and, sitting and watching. So to play, yeah, it was nice. I was going to ask you, actually, have you been to watch Congleton much when you were kind of younger? Yeah, yeah. If there, if there was ever not a game on or anything like that, I'd go with my dad or I used to go with my neighbour across the road. My memories was there was about 50, 60 people there or so, 100 maybe. On, on, and it's pouring down with rain. That was about it. When you came back, what was that kind of feeling like? Walking out to represent your hometown club, the club that you'd obviously been to watch many times before. Yeah, it was it was a bit different than what I what I would have expected because when I was when I was younger, obviously the, the stadium wasn't as well kept as what it is now, and because obviously they made a lot of improvements. So yeah, it was it was good, and obviously there was a lot, quite a few people there. So yeah, straight away, did you just get this good feeling about the club? Definitely, definitely. Like like I say, it was just as soon as as soon as I started playing, getting a run of games and stuff, I just started to enjoy it again. And I feel as if, if I'm enjoying myself, I feel like I, I play my best sort of football. You mentioned that you fat that first training session on the Thursday night. How difficult is it to then just slot into a team? Yeah, it was it was quite difficult. To be fair, I knew a few of the lads anyway, with obviously, I think, a few lads were from Congleton anyway. So I did, I did know a couple. So I, it sort of broke the ice a little bit. For somebody who has grown up in the town. Just how special was last season to be a part of? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, It was pretty mad, really. It was sort of every conversation you'd have with everyone, everywhere you everywhere you go, all, all you talk about was Congleton Town. What were the standout moments for you? Standout moments was the uh, win against Altrincham. I think that was... Um, that was probably one of the best feelings that you could get in football, that was, because there was no way we were expected to win that, to go there at their place and, and beat them. Yeah, you, you couldn't really, uh, couldn't write it. You don't think that'll be top for a while, but we'll see. And did you ever expect to be representing your hometown club on the TV? No, no. I, I know a lot of people were saying that it's the first time in Congleton Town I've ever been on the, on the BBC, so to be fair, even even talking about it now, it still doesn't, still doesn't sound right, but but no, looking back, it's a good memory to have. And obviously, we talk a lot about Dan Needham being big game Dan Needham. But actually, you've mm. scored your fair share of big goals as well. Perhaps not quite as in those big games as, as Dan, but you scored away <laughs> at AFC File. The winning goals against Town in the FA Vars and Staley Bridge in the Cheshire Senior Cup. And a brilliant strike as well to score the equaliser against Newport Pagnell. 
Which was your kind of your most memorable out of those, or perhaps you kind of another goal? The most memorable is definitely uh, the Newport Pagnell one. Probably probably watch it once a week still. Uh, still don't know how it didn't win goal of the season. Dan's Dan's did. I still uh, <laughs> still not sure about that decision, but we've had a few discussions about it. What is it that you think makes your goal better? <laughs> just just the, the it was just the volley on it. It was just the timing. Dan's was against Berry, the one that he won he won goal of the season for, and that that we drew that game as well. But I thought technically, Dan Dan will tell you himself that he doesn't know how he won it. That Newport Pagnol goal, the ball kind of just dropped for you and then a brilliant strike into the bottom corner. What goes through your mind when a ball drops to you like, like that? Do you kind of your kind of eyes just light up and think, this is falling for me really, really sweetly. I'm just going to hit it. Yeah, because I, I was just sort of jogging up because obviously we, I think Reedy played a diag. And at that point, I think we had Hampton and Popey up, up front. So we, we were obviously going route one. So I, I was just, you know, like Duffy always says, Second balls, I think. I think don't know who edited it, Popey or Hampton, but it just, yeah, it just fell pretty nice, and I just thought I'd, I'd smash it. You scored twelve goals last season, and already I think it's two this season. Do you see goals as kind of an important part of your role? If I'm playing in the in the sort of position that I am now, with you know Pete and one behind us, sort of thing, then I think I've, you've got to chip in with goals because obviously if we're playing with one striker, you've got you've got to help out in some way. And do you always like getting on the score sheet? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, there's no better feeling, is there? 63 games you played last season. I asked this to, to, to Pete last week. How do you kind of make sure you cope with the demands of playing that amount of games, especially as you cover an awful lot of ground in a game? Actually, I, don't, I don't actually know now, because I think if you said if you'd have said we'll play 63 games, I don't think I'd have believed you. And I don't think I'll ever play 63 games in a season again. But no, I just, I just, you turn up on a Saturday and then Tuesday, and you just, the games just kept totaling up. Really, just, just playing games of football, so I couldn't really complain. Sort of just always kept myself fit, and I've always been pretty, pretty steady at running. So running around's not really a problem for me. It's, it's the football that <laughs> where it could cause problems, but running around, no, I just always sort of done it. Were you glad of the rest over the off season, or were you raring to get back out onto the pitch? Oh no, I was I was definitely glad of the rest. Definitely. What did you do with your off season? I was on holiday for about a month, really. So yeah, it's just <laughs> chilled out. <laughs> you were captain of the crew youth team and you were still only twenty-one now and you've captained the Bears on multiple occasions kind of already. And you tend to have captains that are perhaps a little bit kind of older. Do you enjoy though this kind of extra responsibility when you do pull on the captain's armbands and and do just kind of the attributes of being a captain? Do you think they come naturally to you? Because we saw in the in the Wolverhampton game, I think it was a few weeks ago, that you were quite vocal on the pitch. Yeah, obviously, I, you enjoy I enjoy being captain. It's nice to have the responsibility. I just you know I just try and try and do my talk sort of on the pitch and just sort of. I'm not. I'm not one of them who's going to start shouting and stuff in the changing room, try and get lads up for it. But you know, I I I'll give it my best on the pitch and and try and encourage encourage the lads. But yeah, that's that's about it, really. Last season, you were named Congleton First Teams Players Play of the Season, also Managers Play of the Season. What do these kind of awards mean to to you when they are kind of voted for by your kind of colleagues and also the the manager as well? I'm pretty proud of it, really, because. 
you know, having to winning two awards like that, especially players and managers, they're the people who, you know, they're around you every day and well, in, in the games and stuff. So, you know, it's sort of it's nice to have that sort of feeling of like being appreciated a little bit and you know that the hard work was being noticed. And this season, what are your thoughts on the season so far? I think we've started okay. I think we've we've dropped some points in the league where we shouldn't really we shouldn't we should be doing a little bit better. But you know, it's just that's just one of them things in football. But you know, we've we've started picking up a few results in the league recently. I think if we get a bit of momentum, I think we'll do all right. I'm actually going to hear on the podcast later on the fan who had the shoes and has got the shoes with your silhouette on and initials. Did you ever expect to see somebody <laughs> have a silhouette of you and your initials on their shoes? No, never in a million years, right? No. What did you think when you first saw them? <laughs> I thought they were class, to be fair. To, I know Mark, I know him pretty well, but I, didn't, I wouldn't expect him to get, get a picture of me in a silhouette on his shoes. Do you fancy getting a pair yourself? I might get a pair with Dan Needham on, maybe, but no, not myself. <laughs> um, final question. If you could play alongside any player in world football, who would you pick? I think I play with Pete Williams every week, so, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> There's literally no player in the rest of the world that you'd rather have <laughs> than Pete Williams, as, as good as Pete is. No, 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 no questions asked of Pete Williams. Thank you, Ethan, for all your memories in your 100 games so far. And here's to obviously many more. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. No, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Still to come, we will get both the manager and fan perspective from this week's games. And we'll find out why a pair of shoes have got fans talking. Congleton Town travelled to unbeaten Shifnal Town on Saturday and came away 2-1 winners thanks to two stunning free kicks from Carl Dickinson. Player manager Richard Duffy was pleased with the win and his team's performance. Really good result, obviously one, one we were looking to win. I think deservedly one, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm honest. I, I, I thought we, we created a number of chances. And yeah, come away with a decent performance. Just a downwards thing on it was was the goal at the end, which was disappointing. And and then you know they're throwing everything at us, and anything could happen. So that's something we need we need to tighten up on. But yeah, overall, really, really, really happy. And we said earlier on in the week that this would be a tough test at the time. Shifnal were unbeaten, so to come through with three points, just how pleasing kind of is that? It's pleasing because it keeps our run going. That's three in a row now. We've 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 got a. A lot of players coming back from injury and and holidays and, and wherever else, and we're getting close to full peak of, of players. You know, we got Maka coming back Tuesday from suspension, a couple coming back from injury as well. So that will give us, you know, close to full strength. And um, you know, I got a job on my hands with with leaving players out soon. So, but it's a good place to be in because, as you know, beginning of the season we 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 were struggling around to get eleven out there. You know, so. Really happy uh, with the results. Knew they knew it was going to be a real tough game. They, for me, one one of the better teams in the league. Uh, they'll be right up there come the end. But you know, just could be one one yesterday. That doesn't mean we we go on and do do things in the league. We we got to do it week in week out now. And you know, after beating a big team, it's it's easy to drop your standards after after that. So you know, next Saturday we'll have Tuesday in the cup, obviously, but we'll make some changes there. But going into next Saturday's league game, we we got to be right at, right at it again to get another three points. What was the most pleasing kind of aspect of Saturday's performance? Dicker will tell me the goals, but um, no, 
I, I just think all around, I, I, I do think we give up too many chances. First half, and I'm totally honest, you know, they, they will probably think they could have they could have had a couple of goals. Did we get away with that? Probably, but overall, I think we we defended really well. I mean, second half, I don't I don't think they sustained any sort of pressure on us to to think we we need to change things and and we can concede at any point. So you know that that second half, I was really pleased with. I think I think we dominated the game and. Should have probably gone two, three, four with a bit more composure in in their eighteen yard box, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, I mean, overall, just just a real solid performance. You mentioned previously in an interview that we we, we did that perhaps the, the the first few few games of this season, it was a case of you wanted to, you're pleased with the work they were doing on the ball. Perhaps it was more kind of off the ball that you saw kind of areas of improved improvement. Was that an area that you were pleased with in particular yesterday? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we you know we we knew they. They they have you know they like to get a bit of domination of the ball you know we we're a front foot team and we like we like to chase and we like to hurry and we like the press from the front but sometimes you, you can't do that for ninety minutes and you know yesterday was the first time that I felt we were comfortable as in sitting in soaking up pressure and trying to hit teams on the counter attack and away from home that's you know we we can be really good at that you know we have two wide men and, and Brian who's coming up front have been. A, you know, a real problem for defenders, and you know we we knew they played with the high line, and once it broke down, I mean the amount of times we got in behind with with one ball, um, I heard people showing, oh stop playing long ball, but if you're going to play that high, then and we got quick players, and there's only one place you're going to put the ball, so you know we 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 knew that, and you know that worked in our advantage. And I suppose we've got to talk about the two goals, two real moments of quality from from Carl Dickinson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and listen, that's what's won us the game. Uh, a little bit of quality because we, we've missed some chances to put the game to bed, and, and without them goals, then obviously we struggle. But no, re- real, real bit of quality. The first one was first class. You know, I've just seen it on VL there from behind is the the angle of of the shot. Um, and the second one, we, we me and Griff was right behind it from the bench, probably where where you were sort of standing next to the bench there. Um, we were right behind it there, so two real good views of them and, and two great strikes and. That's what he's got, you know. He's got quality. He'll, you know, he'll never lose his quality. We might lose our legs when we get older, but the brain and and the, the quality will still be there. Obviously, they scored quite late on. Were there a few nerves at at the end after they scored, or were you always kind of confident? Well, you're always confident, but you're, you, there's always nerves there because you know when there's one goal in it and they're trying to launch balls forward from the keeper, all angles into the box, then anything can drop to anyone, you know. So. Always, always nerves there when when that's the case. We we seen it out well in the end. I don't I don't think they had a chance to score after it after the goal. Um, so that means obviously we defended the box well. And obviously another strong support from the Bears as as well. And it must be fantastic to kind of see so many Bears fans going down to to shift and, and supporting the Congleton where wherever they seem to kind of go. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, I mean the, the away support we've built up over the last. You know, eighteen months probably is, is is remarkable. Really, it's probably what we were getting at home at one stage. The amount we've taken away, so I'm sure now we, you know, we, unfortunately the next three out of the four next home league games are away again. So our, our away form has, has has to be good, and you know them them coming everywhere with us and supporting us and backing us is is really helpful. I guess when this kind of abuse directed at the dugout and club volunteers from the fans, is it one that kind of tastes even sweeter? Yeah, it's, 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 it's all fun and games. It's, as long as it don't go too far, then then it's, it is what it is. It's football. People are having a drink and enjoying themselves. And that's what non-league football is all about. I, 
you know, I, I wouldn't take that away from that. <clears throat> yes, they were loud and vocal, and we, me and Griff took a bit of stick for 90 minutes, but that's fine by me. I mean, win, lose, or draw, you you, you gotta you gotta suck it up. And you know, there was some funny shouts coming from there, so we we had a good laugh on the bench as well. And uh, yeah, that it's enjoyable. But as I said, as long as you don't go too far and and spill over and into any um in, into any trouble, and um, also you know, I'm all for it. Hongleton are now sixth, and with kind of all, all the results happening yet yesterday, they're only now uh, just three points off the top of the table. After three successive wins, is this kind of more where you wanted the team to be? Because I think by your own admission, it was perhaps a bit of a, a stuttering start. But do you feel like now you're into a bit more of the, the swing of the things and the table now is starting to kind of take shape? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, as you said, the stuttering start. I mean, not stuttering. We, we, we were just short. We were just short in areas of, of the pitch. And um, we were what we were, you know, what, what we had available. Um, you know, coming off the bet, we didn't. Didn't have people who could come off the bench to change the game if we needed to or to see a game out, um, and we suffered with that. And you know that that's that's my responsibility. But you know we we're, we're getting back to close close to where we need to be with with players. Um, and yeah, obviously three wins has, has pushed us up the table, but it's still early doors. Still early doors of the, the season, but you know it's, it's better to be on a good run now. Uh, you see your Toxeter. You know, we beat them and they've, they've won every game since. So, and, and they've flown at the league. So, it's all there to play for. There's, there's lots lots of games to be played. But, you know, as I say, it's better to be up there early than, than not. That was Bears boss Richard Duffy speaking after the Schiffnall game. Before we hear his post-match thoughts from the Northwich Victoria victory, let's get the fan perspective on the Schiffnall game as Max Wrench is back with his latest fan away day. And after two defeats during the two occasions we've heard from Max so far this season, this feature was certainly due a win. Hopefully third time lucky again then in what is another town away day today at Schiffnell Town. Coming off the back of two good wins in the league actually uh, last weekend at Wolverhampton Casuals in a game I thought we, we could have won by a lot more to be honest. But any win away from home is a good win in the first one of the season especially. And then Tuesday against Whitchurch I thought we put in a really good performance to be fair. Quite comfortable 4-1. Again showing our home form strong. I think it's going to be pretty difficult for any team to come away from home to us and, and win and get a result which is which is positive again in terms of today i think we're setting off just after one o'clock or so and granddad's driving today i think my dad's in the car as well he's not swanning around the lake district this weekend which makes a nice change um the weather's looking a little bit cloudy at the moment probably a threat of rain so let's take that into consideration when choosing what to wear but yeah looking forward to it again today uh another new ground and a new team to play so yeah we'll, we'll see what that's like near the time one o'clock then and just polished off a italian bmt in subway ready to head off down to Schiffnall shortly um in what is i think quite a big game today even so early on in the season you know Schiffnell are in third place at the minute, we're in sixth and I think if we're trying to build some momentum obviously after our last two wins and real set a marker for where we are and what we're trying to get to in the league I think today's a, a big game for that and you know with with it being a lesser team league we obviously play fewer games so games like this are much more important and yeah I think it's going to be quite a test today obviously playing away is always a challenge a form away from home this season hasn't been great as you as you know from these kind of uh, match days and um yeah I think it's an opportunity to really really show that we're we're going to be up and about it um it's going to be tough 
because obviously they're a good side. But yeah, looking forward to it. I think the last two games have been good. I've been particularly impressed with. I think Brian Barton's come in and, and played well the last two games. You know, he's played up front and he's looked sharp, uh, been able to play with his back to goal, running behind as well. Obviously, he scored two on Tuesday and was responsible for one of the goals last weekend. Could have had one himself if Dan hadn't blocked it off the line. But yeah, I think it's a big game for us today. Hopefully we can put ourselves about well, play well and, and get a result at the end of it. So yeah, fingers crossed and uh, we'll get some thoughts from the car shortly. Set off about quarter past one then on the way down to Schiffnell, uh, looking like just over an hour's journey or so, pretty much standard straight down the M6. Granddad's driving, Dad in the car as well, so we'll get some thoughts from them on the game today. Sorry, my dad almost just put me through the front screen. Um, yeah, looking forward to today. Uh, we played well in the week. We did well at Wolverhampton Casuals, which was one of the worst places I think I've watched town play it in terms of the ground. Good win. Good to have a forward who can play with his back to the goal now up front, which is good. Uh, I think that's making us play better. I've seen these are doing well, and they've got a lot of picnic tables around the pitch. Uh, that's about all I know about Schiffnell. Dad? Yeah, as uh, Ian said, there's uh, three of us up who are hoping for an uneventful uh, trip and concentrate on the football this time instead of uh, breakdowns. But, yeah, it looked like uh, the weather's... Uh, just clouding over but not too windy so good conditions for the match looking forward to it we've never been to Schiffnell but uh, we know they've had success at the start of the season um, but let's hope we can upset this afternoon uh, the team went on Tuesday night and the team uh, I think 4-1 it could have been a lot more played really well uh, good to see we've got an, a forward now who can uh, get amongst it and the young lads um, quit, uh, did very very well and uh, hopefully we can come back with another three points uh, all exciting stuff so we've got uh, probably an hour's journey and uh, we'll get back to you when we're at the ground Arrived in Schiffnell at what is quite an interesting ground here, really. One side's quite nice, quite newish, modern-looking, decent stand, and the other side looks like a bit of a work in progress, kind of building work going on, which yeah, it could probably do with, to be honest. Needs a bit of renovations. Bar only had pretty limited options, really. It's a bit disappointing, decent selection of food, but one thing I will say is the pitch looks in top condition, to be fair, really good. Looks uh, true and clean. Grass is cut well. In terms of the team, it's the same as the last two games, so pretty confident about that. Um, obviously, got the win in the last two games, so can't see any reason why we shouldn't do that again. But, yeah, and if you're in need of a picnic, you can definitely come here. They must have about 60 picnic benches dotted around the ground, which is not something I've seen before. A little bit odd if they could do invest in that money with maybe some coverage behind a goal instead, but here we are. But, yeah, open for three points today. Half time and it's 1 0 to town here in Schiffnell. Really even first half, teams only separated by was a bit of a wonder striker. Pearl of a free kick from Dickinson, probably 25 to 30 yards out, right in the top corner. We were standing right behind it, behind the goal, and had perfect view, looked in all the way, just dipping in last moment. Maybe questions of the keeper, but it was right in the top bin, so it's just one of them. But aside from that, it's been very even. Um, they've had a few chances to do look a decent side. The pressing is high, uh, making us go long. 
So, yeah, anything could really happen in this second half. Hopefully we can show a bit of fitness. Um, I think we are going to be uphill with the wind against us, so it's going to be tough being away, you know. But we have got subs coming off the bench as well, so fingers crossed it's more of the same and we can get the three points. Full time then it is third time lucky on these away days as we've come away with a 2-1 win over Shivnal. Big big win for us today in what was a pretty even game for out really. We second half started well again similar to first half. We scored a goal from again a free kick, Dickinson free kick. If I'm being honest it shouldn't have been a free kick in the first place. It was definitely a penalty. Dan goes round the keeper, gets brought down inside the box. The referee not only gives a free kick outside the box but doesn't even send the keeper off even though Dan was in on goal. So not sure about that but Dicko slotted away the free kick into the top corner once again from then onwards it was even again they had quite a lot of the ball we defended well Chalice won everything at the back heading away Marco I thought was excellent at right back again we had a corner on about 75 minutes or so and every single person watching behind the goal saw their keeper quite literally punch Cox in the ribs but neither the ref or the linesman saw it then they went on and scored late on, but we were relatively comfortable, didn't really concede any more chances after that. And yeah, it's a massive win for us today. Dad, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, we deserved it. Uh, good away performance. First half, they were good. They were decent. They popped it around in midfield. They're 8-15. and 15. Um, I think we changed the structure a little bit second half, and they tired and um, played well. Uh, took a chances when they were there and played to a system, just took their midfield out of it. Usual refereeing performances. But I don't expect a lot more. It's just strange sometimes. And it's nice when we're getting a bit of barracking from the home support that we come away with the win. Uh, all in all, very good. Yeah, totally delighted. So pleased for the team. They put a fantastic effort. Loads of work, loads of graft. And you could see in the players' faces how delighted they were to come out with their three points. Great battle, not a great deal between the teams. First half, they had a couple of really good open chances where they just expected it to go in the back of the net. And somehow they conspired to miss both of them. Uh, uh, we've had two free kicks, just top quality from uh, Dicko. Top bins, would have been good for goal of the month. Brilliant. So, the 2-1 they uh, scored, got a little bit tasty near the end, a lot of fractures going on. But uh, all in all, a good day's work and really pleased for the team. They can uh, get home and uh, have a beer and have a good rest. And uh, we're going to enjoy this journey home. So, uh, yeah, great afternoon. Just back then, about quarter past six from Schiffnell after, yeah, well, it's been a really good performance and good day today. I definitely think we deserved the win in the end, just about it was even, but on the whole of play, I thought every player on our side put in a really good performance. And yeah, it's put us in a really good position in the league now, seeing that we're up to sixth place, just three points off top spot. And I think considering, you know, we've played five away games and only two home games, that's a, a really positive position to, to be on and build from. Got a bit tasty, as mentioned at the end of the game today, and I know people always say oh, you've not seen you like to see but I quite enjoy it to be honest with you I think it adds a good bit of spice to the game and kind of makes winning even even sweeter afterwards so yeah happy with that and yeah much more positive journey back today and it's uh, nice that one of these away days has, has resulted in a win obviously we've got 
Tuesday in the Cup against Northwich, a bit of a local kind of rivalry there. And then next week at Averston, another away game, and hopefully we can, you know, kind of build on the momentum in the in the last three wins to get another one there. So I think we've definitely got something to build from after today. And um, yeah, considering the start to the league we've had, it's definitely been positive in the last few weeks to start getting some wins on the board. Hopefully we'll get another two in the week. I do look forward to seeing a few of you there. And uh, thanks very much for listening. All the bears. Thanks to Max for sharing his away day. On Tuesday, it was the first round of the Midland League Cup against Northwich Victoria. The Bears came from behind to win 4-1. And this is what Richard Duffy had to say after the game. And if that wasn't enough, there's a bit of downtown thrown in too. I thought we were, we were poor first half, no tempo, no composure. Yes, we were into a strong wind. Um, and yeah, as you say, give it to Al. On second half and, and probably dominated from, from minute one. What do you say to the players at half time? You obviously made changes. Was there a tactical change that made the switch, or was it just kind of attitude? No, no, no. The, the changes we made were, were pre-planned. As long as it, there was no injuries, obviously Billy coming back from his, his head injury, Chadders for Dicko, uh, they, they shared the game out, and Pete and Ethan with a lot of games coming up, um, and then obviously two lads coming off the bench. So. No, half-time, I just was disappointed and we just needed to up the tempo and, and play with a bit of composure and, and play with some, some guts, should I say, and, you know, take risks when, when needed to, um, which we did second half and I thought we, we were great. Another game where you perhaps conceded first, but you found a way back into it and, and four good goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you say, I think most games we have, we have scored first. Uh, the last two home games we've, we've conceded first. And had a good response from from half time onwards. So um, you know, I've got a problem with that. Sometimes you, you don't always score first, but it's good to to know that you know we, we we can build our way back into games. Where does this kind of fit into your kind of priorities? Obviously, there's a lots of games throughout throughout the season. There's a number of cups. Where does this cup fit into your priorities this season? This one is obviously not not top of the list, but top of the list is the league. But you know, we we want to win games and we want to keep keep the momentum going and, and that was the plan tonight you know another home game another uh, convincing win should I say because I think I think we were in the end even though they they had some chances first half which which on another day could have been a different scoreline first half but we, we've got away with them and and um, yeah where's it on the list you know we want to win every game but it, it'll come a time in the, in the season where you know we'll, we'll see where we are in, in every competition we saw changes this evening. We spoke earlier on the season about perhaps having that number of players available that you perhaps would have liked. Now you've got a bit of a selection headache to have, which I guess is a good problem to kind of have as a manager. No, definitely. I mean, as I say, we just get <laughs> in the season. We, I was waking up on a Sunday morning with ten players available: uh, injuries, suspensions, holidays. So now, yeah, we, you know, some boys are going to be left out of the squad, and you know, that's that's part part and parcel of my job is is trying to keep everyone happy and keep everyone involved but sometimes it's it's an impossible task with only 16 to pick and obviously we've had to go out and, and get players in because players haven't been available so it's, it's caused a, a real competition for places you know we've got young lads coming up from from the reserves and, and performing as well which is which is great so yeah really looking forward to, to the coming weeks and if there's a definition of a super sub Dan Needham I think it was might have been his first touch of the game how pleasing is that when you make that sub and literally within seconds of coming on um, he, he scores yeah, to be fair, we put the wrong number up to bring on to bring. You know, George wasn't coming off, but we put we put we put seven up by mistake, and I just thought we'll go with it. He's 
he's had a, he's had enough tonight. He's, you know, he's, he's run the full back ragged, even first half, second half. He's, he's given him a torrid. So you know, even though we we didn't plan on bringing George off, it was uh, it just worked out that way. And obviously, Danny's got Danny's got on and, and showed showed his class with two two great finishes. There's obviously been lots of talk since pre-season about Phoenix Lee. He's finally here. How pleased are you having to have him available? And what can you tell the, the fans about him? What, what can they sort of expect? He's part of the squad. He's part of the squad. He's, he's part of part of a team that's got competition for places. And he's got to come in and prove prove himself. You know, he's come on tonight. He's made some great runs there. Obviously, I haven't got, I haven't got a goal or anything. But that's, you know, there's, there's, more, there's more to football than, than just scoring goals. He, he contributed when he came on and, and was great. You know, he's been, he's been away. Obviously, we tried to, we struggled to get international clearance for him. Managed to get that, and then he went back to Australia for a few weeks, and, and now he's back. So, yeah, we'll just see how we go. But as I said, we've got competition for places all over now, uh, which is good to see. Back to back away games now. So, how, what are you expecting against Aberston and then Stone? Another tough game. I did, you know, we did, I think three out of the next four are away. You know, and all, all four. You know, we, we will go into try try to win the game. And yeah, we we just got to stay in and amongst it with all these away games. You know, we'll, the home games will come. Uh, but if we can stay in and amongst it and, and near the top of the table after these home uh, after these away games finish, then hopefully we can we can um, at home then we can we can make a count. I asked Ethan Hartson earlier about the Congleton Town shoes, which his silhouette and initials feature on. I'm delighted to say joining me on the podcast now is the creator and owner of those shoes, Congleton Town supporter Mark Interhar. So thanks, Mark, for joining us on the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. That's fine. Happy to be here. So, Mark, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about when and, and kind of how your connection with Congleton Town kind of started? I guess I'm quite late to the Bears party. I've been following Congleton now for almost four years, I think. I am actually a, 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 an Everton fan. Um, my son's an Everton fan, but as he got older, he's nine years old now. Uh, but as he got older and started to play for Congleton Town and started to see some of the players, he wanted to to go along to some of the matches. So we just started with the occasional Saturday, and then it just become hooked. Where we've got to the point now where we we don't miss a home game. We very very rarely miss an away game, um, and I think since the preseason this year, because I've been keeping a tally, I think we've done seventeen games already. Uh, the season from the start of the pre-season. And as an Everton fan myself, I'm allowed to say this as well. It's a lot more enjoyable, isn't it? Well, at the moment, anyway, watching Congleton Town than watching the Blues at the moment. It is. It's just that you can turn up, speak to the players. You can recognise people from around the town and have a chat with them at the game. You, know, you can have a pint at the side of the pitch and, and just have a, a good old laugh with with friends. And you make a lot of friends from from going every week. Even just tonight, I bumped into Charles Porter and Tesco and had a bit of chat about football. It's, it sounds very corny, but it's it's almost like an extended part of your family going to the game every week. No, absolutely. And talking about kind of an extended part of the family, someone that's very, very close to you is your shoes. Um, what yeah, gave right. you the idea of creating this pair of trainers? Well, for many years, uh, well, I'll say many years, for a couple of years now, I've been after a pair of Adidas Hamburgs that were in yellow, black, and and white with a white sole, and I could never track any down. There was a few floating around on the second-hand market, uh, but they were always really badly damaged. Um, so I just sort of put it to one side, and then about three or four months ago, I, I noticed this Adidas drop of a new gazelle, white sole, black suede, yellow stripes, and then my wife surprised me by buying them for me. 
So as soon as they arrived, I, I tracked down some companies online that deal in customization of trainers. And I found a company in Leeds called Adicogs. So I sent the trainers off to him, gave him a few ideas, um, said I want to celebrate Ethan Hartshorn being Players Player of the Year, Managers Player of the Year, and then Dave Porton being the Fans Player of the Year. So I wanted to celebrate that. And I also wanted to celebrate the two cup wins last year. So essentially what they did is they removed Gazelle from the shoe, replaced it with Congleton, and then above each Congleton put the dates of the two cup wins on either shoe, and then a silhouette of Ethan and Dave Porton on each heel. Dave's, I think, was after a Macron Cup semi-final against Berry. He run the length of the pitch after the penalties and jumped up into the air, and Judy Tingle caught a, a great picture of him in front of the, in front of the stand. So that silhouette's on the left foot. And on the right foot is Ethan Hartzorn celebrating a goal. Um, I can't remember which game it's from now. I'm sure his dad will remind me when I see him on Saturday. But yeah, they're, they're just to celebrate last season. There are some other trainers in the in the making. So there's some kids trainers in the making for my son who's having some white trainers with Congleton Town logos. And shortly, there'll be a new design for a Pinball Pete Williams trainers. Wow, looking forward to, to seeing these, <laughs> most definitely. And why, why did you just suddenly decide, I want Congleton Town trainers? Nobody else has a pair, do they? That's, I just thought, I've got, I've got to celebrate the season in some way. There's lots of things you could do. You could have, you know, you could get a town shirt and have Ethan's name or Dave's name on the back. But I've always liked Adidas trainers. You know, over the years, I've had, I don't know how many pairs, dozens. Adidas trainers are they're almost they're a part of football culture and football sort of Terry's fashion. And I thought that's just a great way to celebrate what's gone on in the club. When you first took them to a game or you posted the image, what was the reaction that you kind of got? Because I know lots of people are now after these pair of shoes. Yeah, so uh, as soon as I posted it on the Congleton Town fan page, I was bombarded with um, instant messages on, on Facebook asking how much were they, where can I get them done? Uh, I think they just generally thought that somebody out there had created them and were selling them and they could go online and, and buy them, didn't realise that they're a one-off. But I've since um, yeah, I had to pass the details on a bit to the business that did them to over a dozen people. And for days after, I was getting a lot of reaction online. And the first game that I wore them to a match, everybody wanted to, to look at them. I think my, my feet spent more time off the ground than on the ground that day. So you, you could say, Mark, that you're a trendsetter. Only in the trainer sense, I would say. <laughs> Not in any other sense. <laughs> um, so when do you wear them? Is it just match days or do you go down to, to the supermarkets in them? When do you wear them? Yeah, so I, I, I do wear them quite a lot now. I wore them on uh, Saturday's game down at Shifnal Town. Um, I think I've worn them for, I don't know, maybe the last seven or eight games. I went on holiday to Devon and I was wearing them. I could see some other people looking at them thinking they don't seem right. They don't look like Adidas trainers, but they are. Where's he had them from? Uh, but yeah, yeah, a lot of people admiring them. But not only that, when I haven't worn them for games, people are asking to look at the photographs of them. Because I'll I walk past and I'll know people and they'll say, that's that bloke with the trainers. And then I have to explain it all again to, to people. So I end up spending 20 minutes during the game talking to people about these trainers. Did you expect them to have to get such a reaction? Um, I didn't, know. I didn't think anybody would care, to be honest. I've had a few people say, you know, a lot of people said they're amazing. A few people have just said, you're taking this whole Congleton Town thing a bit too far. But why not? It, it's it's the it's the local club. My whole family gets behind it. We go, I go, my wife goes, my son goes. 
and we really enjoy it. So why not why not celebrate with something special like that? I think this just shows, doesn't it? Kind of the 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 connection the club's got now with the town and many many people kind of within the town as well. It just shows you actually that kind of reach that the club is getting. It does. If you, if you, it had said to me when I first started following the Bears that so many people would now be really passionate about the club. If you'd have said two years ago, you'll see a sign on the side of a pub or above Wayne's Barbers in town, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have thought people would want to get that involved. Uh, but see, the cup runs last year had, a, had a, an amazing effect on, on the town and the amount of people that went to the games. When I first started to go, we were probably getting 120 for a home game. We're now the highest attendance in the league. We're pushing 400 on Saturdays. We're into you know mid-300s on a Tuesday night. I've even, uh, sort of late last season, start of this season, started to go to the reserve games when it doesn't clash with the first team game. And there's, there's 60, 70 people turning up for a reserves game. So there's a real buzz about around town. It's great to see. What is it that you enjoy the most about being part of Congleton Town? It's the people. It's the people that you spend that two hours with on a on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday evening. And I, I've come to make some really good friends. Tom Barnes, who plays in the reserves team, we last season we went all over the Northwest, me and him on a Tuesday night, rainy night in Blackpool. And it's their memories that you keep from from them experiences. It's it's just a, it's a lot of camaraderie that you you travel with these people all around the all around the region um, and meet up on a on a wet cold night somewhere, but still sort of group together and have a laugh. And the other enjoyable thing is it, it's not just the ninety minutes of football. I can go into the clubhouse after. I can have a couple of drinks and I can speak to all the players. I can speak to Duffy and and even the players' family. The players' parents, you can have a good chat with them after the game. And you get to know them. You get to know the players as people, not just as somebody running around a football pitch. Only on Saturday night, after coming back from Schiffnell, I popped round to the local pub. Um, and there was a few players in there that night. And you just have a chat to them about the game. And it, you can't get that connection with anything outside the non-league. Final question. Now, this is your chance to call out kind of any player. Did any player say to you after, why am I not on your shoe? The first time I wore them, Darren Chadwick told Dave and Ethan that they were getting a fine because somebody had had a trainer made uh, with, their, with their names on. No, nobody said, but I have promised Pinball Pete that uh, he will get a pair in his honour. Because uh, he was up there, really, for the, for the fans' play, I would have thought, last year the amount of effort he put in last season. Mark, brilliant. Thank you very much for your time and it's great to hear your um, dedication to, to the Bears as well. Brilliant. Thank you. That's it for this week's podcast as the Bears get ready for back-to-back away games. They're away at Aberston on Saturday before a trip to Stone on Tuesday the 26th of September. If you're looking for a game closer to home, then you can still cheer on the Bears with the reserves at home to Denton on Saturday. The ladies' first team are away at Brookvale United on Sunday, while the reserves host Timperley Villa. Thank you for the support and thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Bye.